Welcome to the Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much needed peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Dharma. In this episode, we're going to be talking about returning to your foundations and how daily and spiritual life are intertwined. The story that we'll be talking about today that explores this theme is called Red Bean Porridge, and it comes from the book My Heart is a Golden Buddha, Buddhist Stories from Korea by Dharma Master Sion Master Daehung. Here is how the story goes. A long time ago, there was a famous abbess whose teaching style was very different from other Buddhist masters. She didn't teach sutras, nor did she emphasize the many precepts that monastics must uphold. She left the affairs of daily life up to the sinims themselves, and when she entrusted a nun with a particular job or assignment, She gave her complete authority to take care of things however she saw fit. In fact, there was only one thing she continually emphasized. Spiritual practice and daily life don't exist apart from each other. Everything that arises throughout our daily life is what we've previously made. It's been recorded within our foundation and returns to us one by one with a different shape. Every single thing arises from our foundation, so it is to there that we must return everything that confronts us. This is true regardless of whether something arises from inside or seems, appears to come from outside of ourselves. You have to return every single thing to your foundation without the least attachment, and then let them melt down there. Do this, and the difficulties and hardships you face will melt down and come back as positive things. When the Sinims first heard of entrusting everything to one's foundation, they tended to think it was fairly simple and easy to practice. The nun who was in charge of the cooking also had a similar thought. Oh, of course, everything arises from our foundation, so that's where I need to return everything. Ha, what could be simpler? However, Actually doing this in the middle of her life proved to be more than a little difficult. Not only were there a large number of sunims, which meant a large quantity of food had to be prepared, but the food could never be late. All of the dishes had to be ready when the meal bell rang and the sunims gathered. So the nun in charge of the kitchen was always tired. Moreover, On days of special ceremonies or memorials, there was so much work to do that anyone would need two bodies just to keep up with it all. The poor cook was forever trying to take care of all the urgent tasks that kept arising, 
and it often seemed that for every single one she resolved, two more problems and needs came to take its place. Entrusting everything to her inherent foundation was turning out to be harder and harder than the kitchen nun had anticipated. On top of everything else, she was cooking for a large group, so no matter how much thought or care she put into the meals, someone was always complaining. They didn't like the flavor, or it had no flavor, or it was too salty, or it was too spicy, and so on. At first, she was just hurt, but with time and fatigue, she found herself getting more and more resentful. What on earth am I working so hard for? Not one of them seems to appreciate what I'm doing. I'm up every morning before sunrise preparing their meals. Would it kill them to offer a word of thanks? As the months went by, feelings of being mistreated boiled up within her, and she began to realize how often she was getting caught up in these thoughts. She remembered what the abbess had said about returning everything to her inherent foundation, so she redoubled her efforts to actually let go and entrust the things that were confronting her. Sometime later, the kitchen nun was preparing the traditional red bean porridge that is served every year on the winter solstice. That was a lot of extra work that day, and she began to fall back into the thought that no one appreciated the work she did. Distracted by this, she built too big of a fire. The pot she used for the porch was a huge one, cast iron and over a meter in diameter. By the time she realized that she'd used too much wood, the porch had already reached the boiling point. Large bubbles began to rise to the surface and burst, splattering the nun with boiling hot porridge and driving her away from the pot. She stood back from a safe distance, just watching the bubbles as they continuously arose in the porridge. Suddenly, she felt like she had been hit by lightning. How? Those bubbles aren't coming from somewhere else. Every single one is rising from inside the pot, and I made it happen. All of the resentment and anger I've been feeling has arisen from how I used my mind. I'm the one who has made these things, and yet I kept blaming others. How could I have been more ignorant? Without a doubt, this agitation has been my foundation working to clear up my ignorance. At last, she truly understood what the abbess had meant. She stood in front of that pot of porridge, and as each bubble rose in the thick liquid, she would exclaim, This one's the bodhisattva of wisdom. This one's the bodhisattva of compassion. Hey, over there's the Buddha. As the bubbles swelled up, she gently popped them and watched as they collapsed in on themselves. After a while, when the red bean porridge had cooked just for the right amount of time, no more bubbles arose and they no longer threatened to splatter people near the kettle. The porridge had reached a point where it could feed everyone. Now, this was a particularly long story, but I enjoyed the fact that we used the metaphor of cooking as a way to look at our spiritual and daily lives. I would say the three key takeaways from the story are that, number one, what happens in your spiritual life is no different than your daily life. 
In fact, your daily life is as equally important to your overall evolution and transformation as it is your spiritual life. Because these things are a part of your whole being and your whole life, don't discount your daily life. Observing it, reflecting on it, and understanding it, and being mindful throughout your daily life holds lots of insights and wisdom on how you can evolve and take the next step spiritually as well. Then the second thing that I kind of reflected on when reading this story is that everything you think, say, and do in your life comes back to you. That is what it means to return to the foundation. Of course, sometimes we can't help but feel things or say things or do things that are not according to peace and love and positive things in the world. But when these happen, and especially when these come back to us in different forms, through our own actions, things within our body and outside of it, that's where we have to have that extra dose of compassion towards ourselves. We need to understand that this is just the universe telling us and showing us the consequences of these actions, just like the bubbles and the red bean porridge, and to peacefully let go of them because letting go is the only way to transform something into something better. And of course, the last insight is all about letting go. When things happen to us and return to us within our foundation, if we don't let go of them, they endlessly become bigger and bigger and more problematic If the nun in the story had not chosen to let go of her feelings of resentment, they would have grown more and more painful until they began to dominate every single thought, every single action in her daily life. As a result, she chose to see her actions in terms of the pot and the boiling of the red bean porridge as a way to almost release all this resentment and bitterness She found it cathartic. And just like that, we can also see that instead of continuing the cycles within us, the ones that we forged in the past, and letting them wreak havoc on our lives, both spiritual and our daily lives, we can choose instead to take the kinder, more compassionate path towards ourselves and let go of these things that if we don't transform them into the peaceful feeling of letting go, can continue to haunt us forever. Once we transform the things that used to hurt us into peace, the peace comes back to us in multitudes, because it's not only bad things that come back, it's also good. And it's only by observing our daily life, our spiritual life, seeing our life as a whole and understanding that how everything that we put into ourselves and we put out from ourselves comes back to us, that we can really understand the value of letting go. And letting go, we transform everything into peace. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed this story as much as I did. And I hope you have a beautiful and safe week ahead of you. Until next week.